Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck sticks? What the fucksters? What the fuckstables? What the fuckleberry thins? It's Mark Marin. This is WTF. Welcome to my show. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, uh, feel free to pick up the free app and upgrade to premium, and there's about 450-some-odd shows you can stream into your brains. You can do that at WTFpod.com. The show's doing well. I'm so glad uh, IFC's happy with the show. Whoa, some just fell off the wall. What the fuck? What is that? See, now, this is how I know I'm perhaps not in a great mental space. And I'm, again, not complaining, but something just fell off the wall. It was the, it was an animation cell of me on Dr. Katz, just out of nowhere, fell off the wall. Why what, why'd that happen right then? What does it mean that my animated self has fallen off the wall during a monologue where I was about to talk about not feeling great? Does that, is that some sort of sign? Maybe what it's saying is to drop the pretense if there is any left. Get past it, Marin. Get past whatever this facade of what you think is uh, the appealing part of you. Get, let's go deeper, if that's possible. Perhaps that's what it's saying. Or else it just fell off the wall. I can put it, up, I can put it back later. Today on the show, uh, Giovanni Rabisi is on the show. He's in that uh, movie, A Million Ways to Die in the West. And I got to talk to him for an hour. I like the way that guy acts. He's a great actor. I was nervous about talking to him. Sometimes actors, you don't know what's going to happen. Got nothing against actors, but you don't know. But he seems to have a life. I don't know. I, I think he's a, a great actor. So he'll be here in a minute. But let's get, let's get down to brass tacks, since the animated me has fallen off the wall. Okay, okay. So here's what I, I need to know. I guess. I think I need to buy some shit. All right? Look, I'm not a, a millionaire. I'm not necessarily wealthy. I've, I save money. I don't buy much, but I think maybe it's time to buy things. I almost went and bought a new car. Do I need a new car? No. Does anyone need a new car? Not usually. But maybe that would make me happy. But am I that guy? See, that's the problem. Like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I feel happiest knowing that I have money that I'm not spending. I think you call that a Jew. No, that's hacky. I'm the kind of guy that just, I'd rather just know I have money. So if I run out of money, I'll have money. Does that make sense? So maybe it's harder to run out of money. But now I'm thinking like, fuck it, man. Okay, I'll tell you what I did. I got a little extravagant. I got a little extravagant and it made my life better. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, and I, I don't want you to judge me. But uh, I went to Ikea and I bought um, two sets of curtains for my bedroom. 
two sets of curtains for my bedroom and a new shower curtain. Yeah, I went crazy. And do you know how fucking easy it was? You guys knew about those curtains in my bedroom. LaFonda had shred them. They were sad. They were faded. They were they were from when my, my wife lived with me. And it was just depressing. It, it, it looked like it looked like in an, an immobile old lady's home where she just could like where you walk in and you're like grandma what oh someone's got to change grandma's curtains so so i did that and they're beautiful and then i changed the shower curtain again that had been there since my wife lived here and i'm not the kind of guy that thinks that i'm holding on to stuff from that time at, or, or 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 lending it any significance but I'm starting to think that that's maybe what's been holding me back. Maybe that's part of my problem. Maybe there's still some part of my heart that's hung up on on that woman. So I changed the curtains. I was just laying in bed thinking like, oh my God, I love my curtains so much. And you know how much those curtains cost me? For the two sets of them, $20. Shower curtain was like $14. And it changed my fucking life. Now this isn't a commercial for Ikea. This is a commercial for maybe... Maybe sometimes it's nice to buy you something nice. And that wasn't even that nice. But now I'm like, I'm going to buy a car. Can't buy that at Ikea. They don't make any... <laughs> you could assemble a car. Those little wrenches. I bought a car at Ikea just sitting in your driveway. Frustrated with directions and an Allen wrench. There's something wrong with the car. It's not running. Does that door... I think I put that door on the wrong side. Wait a minute. This is supposed to be the front of the car. God damn Ikea cars. I don't know where a deaf black cat is. I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to call it a, a life on deaf black cat, but I haven't seen him in about a week, and it's that upsets me because he's my fucking spirit animal. What the fuck do you do when your spirit animal splits? I can't just get a new spirit animal. I'm not that, you know, I'm, I'm very monogamous when it comes to spirit animals. I don't know how many more tickets are, are still available for the uh, June 14th, first annual, 26th annual uh, Onion AV Club Comedy Festival in Chicago, but I'll be there. I'm sure there are tickets left for the Lawrence Arts Center in Lawrence, Kansas, Tuesday, June 24th. Wednesday, June 25th, I'll be at the Firebird in St. Louis. Thursday through Saturday, 26th through 28th, I'll be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. That's Indiana. On Friday, August 1st, I'll be at the Austin 360 Amphitheater with the Oddball Festival. On Saturday, August 2nd, I'll be at the Jexa Energy Pavilion in Dallas with the Oddball Festival. On Sunday, August 3rd, I'll be at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in Houston, Texas for the Oddball Festival. On Friday, August 6th, I'll be in Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater in Tampa. Whew, I've been back to Tampa lately. Last night, I snapped on stage. Have not done that in a while. Snapped on stage full on. Full on. I've been doing sets at the Comedy Store. I did three sets there on Friday. Beautiful. Had a great time. Last night, I was in the main room. Beautiful set. Then I go in the OR. I'm second up. Audience is still pretty fresh. They're just in. First guy goes up. He does pretty good. Uh, but there, you know, I get up there and there's some fucking chatter going on stage left. And I see it's some big doofus motherfucker and his dumb drunk wife and another couple you know, just, in, you know, I feel it immediately, man. I know what's going on. This guy doesn't give a fuck. He's still settling in, kind of, but he's been there the whole time. You know, they're they're not really paying attention to the show. They probably went out to dinner. They're probably a little drunky. They're talking too loud. I go, can we stop that? Can we stop, please? Uh, and then I, I keep talking, and it's like only half a room at this point, so it's distracting. They keep talking. I'm like, really, shut the fuck up. 
I don't want to lose my mind. Do you want to stay in this room? Like, I'm not even going to indulge this shit. And this guy goes, uh, he, he made some dumb joke that no one laughed at, something about an inflatable girlfriend. I don't fucking know. And I'm like, are you going to shut your fucking mouth or are you going to have to leave? What's going to happen here? Because it's the beginning of the show. And there's no worse a heckler than some big, dumb motherfucker that thinks he's funny and thinks that he has a right, that he's entitled to talk and fuck the show up. I was livid and I just, I just unleashed. And I was being quite nice at the beginning of the set. And then it was sort of like, okay, now you see it. You just saw the monster. How's everybody doing? Everybody okay? How's that for you? But they were on my team. They were on my side. And somehow or another, I pulled it back around. But I, it always sort of concerns me in that moment when that type of rage comes out so quickly at some, I just can't stand the lack of respect for stand-up sometimes. And I felt I felt kind of bad because you feel kind of like shaky after that. You know, you feel sort of like like you just did something wrong. Uh, but it felt so right. The other comics seem to be happy. It's hard, You don't see as much snapping as you used to because there's a job security issue at, at a certain level. You know, people want to snap, but you can't snap because you don't want people, you know, the club owners or whoever to go, I don't know if you're going to come back because that was a little bit much, but... I don't give a fuck. So I'd like to think I schooled that guy. But knowing that guy, whoever that guy is who engages people like that, he was just thrilled to have the attention no matter how it came at him. Fuck that. Let's talk to Giovanni Rabisi, and he's uh, he's in that movie A Million Ways to Die in the West, which uh, I'm yet to see. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. I can open up my shirt. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, Iggy Pop did it shirtless. So that, that precedent has been set. Oh, good. Shirtless podcasting has happened. I have uh, broadcasted from this chair naked before. That's happened. So there's... By yourself or were there... No, Other. just by myself. I've not uh, crossed that no. line of uh, actual nude podcasting. There Giovanni Rabisi. No. Yes. I'm changing it. Now, how can you change that amazing name? Giovanni Rabisi. What? How do you pronounce it? Do you pronounce it with an Italian flair? I mean, I guess so. It's it's so it's in between a, an English and a, an Italian sort yeah. of, uh, dialect. I guess. Do you have Giovanni? Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah. Like you say, Joe, and then Vanni. Yeah. Does anyone say it like that? People say Vanny. Yeah, hey, but Vanny, in your family though, do you have Italian family members? Yeah, my my father he's he's Italian, Sicilian. Really? Well, we I mean he's not 
from Sicily. My my great grandfather moved over to. It's not really interesting. It is. It's all this show's about. The it moved over from uh, uh, Sicily, just outside of Palermo, over to uh, San Jose. He came from the. He didn't go through New York. No, he ended up. He just went to yeah, San Jose, Ca- California. California. Yeah, farmers. You know, they, right. they come from Sicilian farmers. Uh huh. I think he he wanted to get away from certain things out there. In, I, Sic- I found in out, Sicily, yeah, mm-hmm. I found it. And I had, I actually don't know if I can if I would actually get into trouble for even. I don't know. What? I, you know? Well, I mean, I found so, out that I actually have family that that are that are you know they're in jail and they were you know mafia related. Yeah, was, you would in expect, Sicily. Like, see, you've seen the movies, sure. Yeah. Like yeah. the the real the original mafia, yeah, the I Black mean, Hand. Yeah, but we're four generations away from that, so it's got to so be okay. Know. Yeah, it's we'll, okay. We'll it's, see. A, it's bragging right. Well, yeah. Not really. Bra- How do you brag? No, that's terrible. But they're like I mean, it, cinematically, it's bragging right. Sure. I guess. It seems like an interesting backstory. Sort of. It seems yeah. like the the yeah. possibility for. Uh, you can manufacture an entire mythology for yourself. Yeah, I have, believe me, several times every day. Every morning I wake up and what am I? Who am I today? Well, you do that though, man. I mean, you get yeah, into some I guess parts. so, right? That's my job. I forgot about that. That is my job. I feel like that's, that, that's, that's one of those things you wake up every day and you kind of realize, oh my God, that's what I do. And that's a different facet of that. And not only have you been doing it, not only do you do it, but you've been doing it like your whole fucking life. Yeah, my, my, well, you know, I mean, how how do you avoid that? How do you avoid that when you're growing, you know, you're a young kid in the 70s with Star Wars and all that? And, how old are you? you? Know, uh, I'll be 40 this year, 4-0. Just 4-0. 40. I just, I turned 40. 50 this year. Wow, you look you're a good 50. Thank that's you very strong much. strong 50. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. 50. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have children. Maybe that's it. No, I don't know. I have a, I have a daughter. I have a beautiful daughter. She's seventeen years old in August. Seventeen years old. Yeah, so you had her it. when you were twenty three. Twenty two. Yeah. Really. Twenty two. Yeah. Was that on purpose? Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, of course, you you go to the hospital and you're, you're doing it with <laughs> you the know, intention. You, you know it's going to happen. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, she's you know she's just an incredible person. Yeah, she's yeah turned out she, okay. Turned out okay. Smart as a whip. Mm-hmm. Oh, kick my ass. And are you still with her mom or is that behind no, you? No, 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 no. But um. No, but we're good friends, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, you really don't have a choice in that situation. You That's gotta, true. You, got, you have a kid. You got. You got to. It's about the kid, and it's not about. You have to. Uh, you have to selfish, fi- right? You know, whatever. Right. You have to figure out a way. Yeah. You have figure to figure out. out a way to be pleasant. Man, that's a country record right there. <laughs> you got to <laughs> figure out a way to love you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so you. So it. your whole life was here. Yeah, born and raised in Los Angeles. I was born and raised. I don't know if I know that many people that have that. Yeah, I don't know. I it's it's becoming more and more predominant, I guess. But um, it's true. There, there's a lot of uh, 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 people. So it is this melting pot, you know. Yeah. People, and that's good. I mean, that's I guess the one cultural uh, flag that we, or pendant that we can wave around a little bit, sort of. Not really. I mean, I guess New York is 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 a similar situation. Well, New York seems to have like you know, like born in New York, it means something like yeah, you're a New yeah, Yorker. Born in L.A., it's like who the fuck is born in L.A.? Meaningless. It's How a ghost you? town. If you're born in L.A. and you, you live in L.A., you're a ghost. You know. What may, why do you live here? Why do you live? What, are you are you from here? Originally? No, no, I grew up in New Mexico originally oh, from right. Jersey. You're, yeah, and then uh, but I lived in New York for years. I had enough of it, and I came out here because show business was out here. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they wouldn't have me. Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually I moved into my garage. This is where I live now. Holland this is, Park. This is this is the That's universe. This, yeah. is, this is how it worked out for me. Great neighborhood. I have I have a lot of friends that are that are, that are living out here, moving out here. What part know? of town did you grow up in? I, well, I was born and raised in North Hollywood. I mean, I was born in Hollywood, raised in North Hollywood. Right. And then I, and and you know, I was a different North Hollywood when I was younger. Like I'm how? 40. You know, just running from gangbangers and things like that in the street. <laughs> really? Yeah, sort of. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. And then there's now there's no ho. You know, yeah, sure. Which is, uh, it's a real estate term for like, is, we can make it more expensive here. It's a real here. estate term. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm not even sure where North Hollywood is. So just over the hill on the other side, it's like just a, at the edge of the valley, right off the one. So you 170. Yeah. You get off at Burbank Boulevard or okay. Magnolia. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, or, you know, and then you go deeper, Oxnard, Van Nuys, yeah. and all that. That was a dicey neighborhood? Used to be, yeah. I mean, yeah, it used to be, you know, uh, there was a FFF, Fight for Freedom, that was the gang. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, and break dancing was big. I was I was a little nine year old breaker. <laughs> yeah, you had yeah. your cardboard box and my cardboard, my jumpsuit. <laughs> I remember these guys. They came up to me. Uh, yeah. I was walking. I my mother had gotten me for Christmas or my birthday. They're really close to each other. Um, a, a breaking outfit, and it was the, I think it was literally breaking. The movie came out, and, right? And so it was gray and and light blue. And I was walking down to the Seven Eleven, and and these guys walked up to me and said, "Hey, are you a breaker?" Yeah. And I was like, um, no, I, I, yeah, no, no, yeah. And they said, hey, break for me. Uh huh. And I, uh, and it was literally like that scene in Fame when she's taking her shirt off, crying in the audition scene. Oh, I was, no. like, I was like, break dancing. You had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Break dancing, crying in front of these guys, and I did kind of that the wave with my arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and I pointed at one of them. They said they laughed, and then I kept walking, and then they threw their peach at me. Oh, they were assholes feet. after all. And they hit me, and they and they ruined my uh, my breaking outfit last time I wore it. Uh-oh. Then my mother got me another outfit. Mm-hmm. My mother in her outfit, she got me a, a sleeveless, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, tank top? Tank, uh, tank top, no, uh, for sweats, sweatshirt. Okay. Uh, and it was gray, sort of like tie-dye looking gray, and mm-hmm. it said, just go for it, slanted cursive with an exclamation point uh-huh. at the end. What was your mom trying to do to you? I don't know, man. <laughs> what happened in that? I almost got beat up. I really almost got beat up for it. For, for what? what for the, just go for it. For being a, a what? For what? Did someone say the you? bully. Yeah. yeah you're a bully. pussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you, a pussy? And I was like, no. And then fame again all over, taking the Take shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Those were, those were the, yeah. the tough knocks. Yeah, exactly. But when you were growing up, I mean, was your, you, your dad was in show business? Mm-hmm. He was a. My dad is a is a musician, and that's where I learned how to. You know, we would have the 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 Bama Jamas out in the backyard and all that. Oh yeah, what's he play? Well, not really in the backyard, uh, but that's what they do in Alabama. Sure. Um, the, uh, he plays he plays everything. He was he's uh he was in one of those one hit wonder bands. Uh, Which one? Called People. Uh-huh. Um, out of the Bay Area. Oh really? They had a song called "I Love You." It was a Zombies B side, and they, you know, they did that and. Um, and he's he's an amazing musician. He's really uh, his an erudite with that. You know, like a psychedelic a, hit though. Was it like a pop psychedelic? Yeah, thing? it was kind of like that 1968 right, um, right. one hit wonder song. Uh-huh. You know, and um, and the zombies covered it. No, the zombies they, they covered the. It was a zombie song. Oh, okay, and they covered okay, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, you know, so we I grew up. You know, he had, he brought home a, a a Dan Electro. I think when I was four years old or something like that. Uh-huh. 
and then and and you know that uh just music was all over it was all over the house um and yeah he was in show business you know i but he you know bay area la was plastic land I don't oh really know so like wait, so but he there. he didn't he lived down here so he'd go up yeah. to san francisco no 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 i mean he lived he was he was from you know the sicilians mm-hmm. came over um, San Jose, yeah, San Jose Bay Area. You know, so he was there during the, the 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 beautiful sixties. Yeah, the beautiful the mind blowing time. Yeah, exactly. But what did he do? Like production, or he played studio musician? No, or? he was he was the keyboardist in the band. And oh, then, so he stayed in the band for a while. Oh yeah, he was. The, yeah, he was in the band. They, they lasted a while. Around. Oh yeah, they played with that. I think they played. They played with everybody. They played with Janis Joplin. You know, he has all these stories about seeing Jimi Hendrix. Um, wow, and yeah, I mean, he's just incredible. He's still around, though. <laughs> My dad, yeah, 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 yeah he still yeah. plays. We're really good friends. We see each other every day. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's more into electronic stuff now. You know, like oh, yeah? things that you can do on your iPad. And, uh-huh. and your parents are still together? No, they're not together. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing, man. You don't stay married. It's hard, right? No, I mean, it's not like a thing that you try to do anymore. It's just like you get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Have <laughs> you been divorced? I've been divorced. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my. Well, I didn't uh, know if you guys were married. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Divorced. You know. I've been divorced twice, and I have no kids. It's the thing, man. It's, it's sad it's though. What you do? It is sad. It's horrible. Horrible. It's horrible. So you married a second time? Oh yeah. Uh huh. How long have you been married I love this my time? Wife. I love my wife. Good. <laughs> Two years. Yeah. <laughs> two years. So that's good. You should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if there's if there's problems at two, <laughs> no. it's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you yeah. waited a while. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, I was, n- I was never, um, someone who was, uh, you know, extremely, I don't know. I think I'm a relationship guy. Yeah. I guess you Me too. Yeah. It's nice guy. to have somebody there to absorb <laughs> yeah. whatever you're putting out nice for worse, better or yeah, for worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> said in the most selfish way <laughs> yeah <laughs> absorb me <laughs> yeah. yeah please please absorb, absorb me. me i'm overflowing <laughs> i need, need someone to absorb me i need some help here so when when did you start uh what was the acting thing clearly your mother was supporting your your need to be uh theatrical yeah well no i mean she wasn't she you know i, I was four years old and i and i and i was like i was i was into uh you know i was it was the 70s and i yeah. was um living in los angeles and it was you know it was possible it was everywhere you know you can't go anywhere here without you know bumping it you know, being industry town yeah um and uh and then finally a friend of ours down the street got an agent mm-hmm three doors down of yeah. course you yeah. know and right. if you would have looked the other <laughs> right. way the, the <laughs> person three doors down would have had an agent as well and and so you know that was my after five years you know that was my thing where i was like come on they're doing it. and she she really she was really great she was really supportive and and um kind of incredible i mean incredible um in that way and it was on and off and and you do you, you you're you're forced this sort of uh this premature maturation of being in in a in a professional world and in a professional when did you first start working i was nine or ten years old nine or ten years old i did a unical it was right when union 76 turned into unical now they're just 76 and i did a unical 76 commercial that was your first gig yeah that was my first and you were 10 kids you know I, i don't know what it's like now but you know it's not there's not there's less child actors um, right, just because of what it is, and and um, 
And so, you know, we would have literally five auditions a day all right. over the city. You know, Culver City, go back to, to Studio City. Go when you were 10. Over. Yeah, and my mother drove me around uh -huh. for all of that. She drove me around. I mean, we would be, we would get home at eight o'clock at night, and and it was something that 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 I was driving her. I was I I wanted to, I was definitely wanting to do it. You know, like, right? You know, and you have another. You have brothers and sisters. I have a twin sister. Yeah. Right, that's twins. Right, right, yeah. right. And, and then I have a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. And you were the only actor at that time. Yeah, and then and then of course it sort of you know uh, seeped its way over to my the other members of my family and my my other siblings and my sister um, she was in she was in a movie when we were sixteen um, she was in, in a movie called Dazed and Confused yeah I love that movie yeah she's the redhead oh know? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, what what is that he said hey hey red you need a you need a ride and she says. No, I got one. She's in her car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, my younger sister is um, just uh, uh, really like almost savantish, savantish with uh, with accents and 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 dialects and voices. So she was doing um, voiceover for a while. So when when do you first start doing legitimate? Uh, you did a commercial. And then, like, it picks up. You just start doing everything. Yeah, I remember. I the, the my first sort of thing was this TV show called the, the New Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> no, it's not so you did a porn. couple of bit parts, but it's, this was the it's big payoff. Not a porno. Yeah. Um, it was a cable TV show when cable was like, eh, you know. Yeah. But so they were doing this cable TV show, and uh, and I remember I we had six auditions and it came down to me and this one other kid. Yeah. And then we we were both sitting there in the audition all day going in and out and then we would go in and I would read. Well, I would go in, I would read, and then he would go in and he would read. And, right. And that happened six times in and of itself. And then and then came home and and playing out on the lawn. And I remember you know my mother walking out and saying, "You you didn't get the part." Mm -hmm. You didn't get the part, and I, I was, it was awful. And it she was, was the one that would like, break the news to you every time. Yeah, I mean, she was just really honest. You know, it was just, it was a thing, and uh, you know, it was, it, it was, it was, it was. In retrospect, it was, it was a good thing. It was, it was a life lesson. It, it was not this sort of thing that we have in in our modern day youth culture of entitlement and all mm -hmm. that it was just kind of like whoosh, that's yeah. what life is um and um you didn't get it kid yeah suck it up yeah but then they gave me the part of the friend on right it. and so that was the thing and i was was that eddie haskell uh yeah it was a similar character okay. to the eddie haskell yeah. guy um and i didn't do it good i didn't even know what how many the fuck you, is eddie haskell right no who knows yeah. i don't even know i just don't <laughs> Well, he was a nice guy, though. The actual guy, Eddie Haskell, was yeah. was on the show, and he was a really as an adult sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Jerry Mathers and right, and right, right. Um, and you know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was just you know, we shot at Universal Studios. Exciting, and it was like a whole thing. Yeah, and, and um, and I remember I um going from that into other television shows, and then puberty struck, and I was just like, fuck this, I don't you know tie-dye jeans and the whole thing i was really into music at the time and i want i didn't want to do it anymore you didn't want to do uh tv tv no i didn't want you know i you had were done my, with I acting had a, i had a friend i had a friend who turned to me I, and i looked up to this guy he was like the cool guy yeah and i looked up to him and, he, and we he came down to visit me on a tv show that i did, was doing called my two dads and he said uh, you hate this don't you and I was like, I guess I do. 
<laughs> I guess I do. Yes, I hate this. And that sort of tripped me into, you know, this thing. And then finally, I don't know, am I boring you? I don't know. No, I love uh, it. No, well, I, uh, uh, and then finally, you know, uh, there was another friend of mine um, two years later who, who told me about uh, an actor by the name of Marlon Brando. Sure. And, uh, and uh and you're like what 14 13 16 you're 16 and you had no yeah and i he, saw and i saw a streetcar named desire and and um and um the fugitive kind this great movie yep. with uh anna Magnani and and joanne woodward and marlon brando and it really just changed me and and i started uh studying uh acting and i and then i fell in in love with, you know with acting but really movies you know in, so a, in was, a way that was different that was different from just wanting you know the LA thing. So previous to that, so you do. This happens in the middle of shooting My Two Dads. We were done with My Two. Oh, Dads. So you did like yeah. thirty episodes of My Two Dads. I guess so. Yeah. And and then this guy, you're you've hit the wall as a sixteen year old child actor. Yeah, trying and, to but, grow my hair out. You know, heavy metal was big, and I'm a guitar player at that time. And I'll so all you're I going down do the was shred. All I wanted to who do are your was bands? shred. Uh, Van Halen. Yeah, you know, of course, which I think is still. I still he can really it's play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, when I was thirteen, it was like you know, it was like Ingve Malmsteen. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. It was the like top-notch noodlers. Yeah, noodlers. Yeah, yeah. math guitar. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> math guitar. Ingve yeah. uh, Malmsteen. Yeah. And then who else? Paul Gilbert was another. Were you a Zappa fan? Huge Zappa fan. Really? So you're a full on guitar yeah, nerd. I mean, that was like, you know, Steve Vai started yeah, in, in yeah. Zappa. Yeah. Yep. But at that time, you were like, you know, fuck this. Because I imagine that being on a sitcom, especially if you're listening to music that's elevated, at some point, even as a kid, you got to be like, this is, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I, I, I think, I think so. I think it was hanging out with with people that that you know. There was also another thing that was starting to happen, which was the ind- independent, the sec or the third wave of independent films, and yeah. and and you know, Quentin Tarantino, and uh, and all of that, and right. you know, the Lemleys opened up, right? And you start to you start. There's this sort of confluence of me, you know, discovering Marlon Brando and then and then Robert De Niro and I remember Cape Fear came out and that was really So you you huge. locked into the the idea and of And there the... was like this yeah, confluence of 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 going, oh, there's something deeper than just uh, you know, G Wally, I don't know, Beef. Yeah, right. Well, obviously. So and that all hits you at once and you locked into the method thing that yeah, fascinated you. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was definitely um a Because part you of feel it. like that kind yeah. of actor to me. Well, you know, I don't know, and and I think it's now. I don't know. I don't really know. That's fallen so out of fashion because I think the way it's been such a misinterpretation of what that acting technique really is, which is really just sort of founded in and just try to be as committed as you can. Who'd you study with? A guy named uh, Milton Katsalas. Uh huh. Um, yeah, Milton Katsalas, who's who's no longer around. This but, is at sixteen. You were like, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, lay into this. Sixteen, yeah, and you know, and then was and, he a big guy? Uh, like, was he a res- no, like a fat? respected guy? Like, he, was yeah, he one of the yeah. one of the dudes? Like, who was in he your was, class? Yeah, he was. Uh, there were a lot of people. He did have a master class that I weaseled my way into uh, at, prematurely, but I did uh, on Saturday mornings for the people that were were working and you saw a lot of character actors in there. There was a lot there were a lot of people that that worked with him. People he, I would know? Um yeah, I think, you know, I th- I think uh I don't really remember but I think, you know, George Clooney was there at uh-huh. one point, I think. Do you remember seeing people going like shit? 
Uh, I remember seeing actors uh, that I that I didn't really necessarily know, but but I was really blown away. Like it was it was stuff. Oh, Jeffrey Tambor was there. Oh my god, um, who really is a, an amazing person and, uh-huh. a, and an amazing actor. I um, interviewed him. Oh, yeah. he gave me a run for my money. He did. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Well, he was. We did it live. I don't usually do them live, so oh, we did, did a one-on-one live, and he just <laughs> he fucked with me for a half an hour before he let me. Wait, like, so did we live versus editing you're no editing? For, like in front of an audience oh oh right okay so we right, were at right, south right. by southwest oh, and, and i and i got this opportunity yeah, yeah. and he was just sort of like he just fucked with me yeah for half an hour and i just took it yeah. and then finally he he let he let it once we figured out yeah. how we were gonna go at it yeah he just sort of eased up but he was he was amazing like some of those you know before everyone knows him as a comedic actor now mm-hmm. but like and justice for all oh that, are you kidding holy me? Yeah. shit incredible yeah it was yeah. fucking crazy man yeah really really an incredible actor and and um an incredible teacher as well he he taught uh when milton wouldn't te- teach he he would step in so i i, ta- I try to talk to actors about this because you know i do a little acting myself but i come from stand-up so you obviously had a knack for it you were uh you know a bonafide child actor that was able to deliver jokes and- I, yeah i didn't have a knack but I, I i think i i wanted i had an icon and i and i wanted to- what does that mean well, I, I had I had an aspiration, okay, and and and, and I had to work. I wasn't talented, but before at all. before you found Brando, yeah. you were you were or you, also you know that school of thought. It was, but you it were was doing TV. That. Were you just doing yeah. that without any training, just with directors? Yeah, I mean, I was what I was ten years old, eleven years old. Yeah, and so it was directors. I remember there was one director who came up to me, and it was sort of a, an acting lesson where he he tried to hypnotize me. I was I was 11, 10 years old, and it was this thing with Rosanna Arquette and Judge Reinhold, and they were they weren't getting along. So I was kind of like stuck in the middle of the whole. thing. They weren't thing. getting along in real life. Yeah, or, yeah, okay. and right. it was it was violent. It was like it was like, but it was the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, it was when you could do that because you were so passionate uh-huh. about yeah. Your, um, and uh, and so then the director, I had to, I think I was I had to do a dying scene or something to that effect. And he came up to me and started whispering in my ear all these things and it, putting images in my mind. It was it was it was creepy. I'm not gonna make I won't make two bones about it. It was it was definitely strange, but it was something that I thought, oh, what is he doing and why is he doing this and is he trying to get me to do something that I don't know about? You know, uh-huh. what's that thing that I don't know? Was about? this a fi- this was a film? It was a, a TV movie. I forget the oh, I think it was called Promised a Miracle. Uh huh. So yeah. you're in between two fighting actors <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was it was heavy, you know, it was heavy. And what did he just came up to you and he started to, he was trying yeah. to give you like sense memory stuff? Yeah, or? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know, close your eyes and But you're a kid and you know what it yeah, is and you're like, like what's this? Yeah. this and then there's another part of me that's like, Shut up, come you know, on, you know. Right, but but you were open minded enough to go like is yeah, this a, to some make weird you wonder magic? about it. What, yeah, what, exactly. Make you wonder about so it. So once you walk into Brando and you go into uh what's his name, Casalis? Was it uh, Casalis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very curious to me, craft when people talk about acting because i think a lot of people who are great actors have a knack for it mm-hmm. they, they have a natural presence i mean there is a certain gift to it but when mm-hmm. it comes down to training so you walk into this class expecting to be delivered the uh the the grail of of of, of method acting what were some of the first things you learned there well i walked in and there were, i mean there was a lot i but i i won't i, I don't get me wrong. I was definitely not talented. I didn't have. I didn't have. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't come to me naturally. I. It was something that I had to work on. And and I and and it's. 
it's interesting because you do you you know that Malcolm McDowell thing where you're you know the ten thousand hours right. and all that. I mean, I, and this is something that that I try. The, the younger generation, I really, I you know, there's such a there's such a different mentality, such a, an escape from spiritualism and and and, and you know just being uh technology everywhere. the new generation yeah and 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 but there is something to you know i remember we would do on one scene i think we would work uh you know 40 or 50 hours yeah on 10 minutes really yeah so that was like for six months like how often were you going to the class with well, three four months yeah you so i was going three days a week mm-hmm. i was doing another tv show at the time which and one was that it um Family album, that was it. <laughs> I don't know any of these. I know the Wonder Years. Yeah, were, you were what a friend on the Wonder Years. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and um, and so and, and but yeah. So we would do. You know, I was doing a TV show. I was doing uh, you know, forty hours a week with three scenes, different scenes simultaneously, and auditioning at the same time. And it was you know you're just living and breathing it, and it literally you you go to sleep and you're and then you go home and you watch movies and study study movies and do you know, and 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 that was I think for years for six seven you know I was at the Playhouse for twelve years I think the Milton Gonzalez I was I was there you know yeah and um it's something that that you that I had that I knew that I specifically maybe more than others had to work at. I remember the, there was a guy, the first class that I had, there was a, a guy who was running Columbia Studios at the, at the right. time. And he, they would have guests come in um, uh, um, who was, uh, Quincy Jones came in. Uh-huh. And I remember he told a story, an amazing story uh, about Miles Davis uh, talking to a saxophone player. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. It wasn't Coltrane, but right. it was somebody... And he said, uh, "You know, do you ever do you ever try to play the wrong notes? Do you ever try to play the wrong notes to try to go as far out as possible to do the wrong thing? What what thing? What's what's tasteless? What's bad? Yeah. And then try to find your way back from that. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. You know, <laughs> yeah. to do something wrong, uh-huh. and the, and then to figure out what might be uh, beautiful about it, or 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 provocative about it. Uh huh. You know? That spoke to you somehow." Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, in a general sense, I mean, it was Quincy Jones. It was coming from his mouth. He spoke for three hours, I think. So out of going against the grain and, 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 and pushing the envelope in probably an uncomfortable direction that, you know, to have that kind of courage to do that, finding your way back might be the most amazing thing you ever do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank God. I, mean, I definitely have jobs that I, that I needed to find my way back from. Um, uh, but in terms of being... Like I guess scene study that the idea is to be present, right? And to be like when you put together characters, some of them go a little far away from you, but you know generally I can see you in them and the ones that I've seen. But emotionally, it you've taken some fairly phenomenal risks, you know, on camera, hmm. uh, you know, to get the courage to do that. I, I imagine that it's just a, a repetition of being present with your emotions in the moment. 
Yeah, yeah. Or am I, I overreading into it? I don't know. I think it's overreading. You know, I mean, honestly, there's a, there there are things that people that I've done, you know, and people come up to me and ask me about it, and and I was not. I mean, it was I, I wasn't the furthest thing from being present. You know, I don't know. I had to. Oh, really? I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know. You know, like and and it, it when depends. you were dying and, and saving Sergeant Private Ryan, saving when Ryan's you, private. Yeah, when you were dying and saving <laughs> Ryan's privates, please tell me you were not thinking about what you were going to eat later. No, uh, no. Specifically in that, there were. The, uh, I remember there were uh, some uh, bees around, and uh, or wasps, and the the blood that was on my body was uh, glucose based, uh-huh. and so it was pouring out of these holes out of this prosthetic piece <laughs> that I had to wear on my chest. Yeah, and there were be- there were tons of uh, bees around me, and I was worried about being stung. <laughs> And I, that's what I was thinking about. Um, but there, there are in film, and this is one of the things that I love about movies, is that that there are so many other factors that go into a, 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 a an actor's performance. You know, the overall arc and the scenes, and then right. down to the moment where it's the lighting and the the editing and the the director and the director's sense. And you can have one guy uh, perform one performance in a sing- singular moment and have fifty people direct it and you'll have 50 different renditions of it right you know of course and that's 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 what's great about it i mean it really is you know i mean an editor is a performer is part of the performance of an actor yeah it makes all the difference in the world putting that cover together you don't know what take they're going to use or which exactly yeah yeah but when you say the difference between generations in terms of of the new generation of actor you know sort of obsessed and and shallow technological and that there was a sense of spiritualism was that about acting or or what do you what do you refer to exactly um yeah i mean i guess you know there's just a different set of values you Uh know and 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 i guess i guess there's this notion you know globalization and 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 even that word is is almost falling out of vogue um but i think it's it's more prevalent and Mm -hmm. more relevant Mm -hmm. than, than ever now you know especially with these quick sort of you know the sociology and social networking and all that um you know, I don't know. I th- I think that you know, I grew up and 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 my my parents were 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 of the hippie generation, and that yeah. was all about who am I and what am right. I, and and um, let's alter our minds to try to find something about that. And, and it, where did where did they land? Because they landed in the uh, in the church North Scientology, Hollywood. right? North Hollywood. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> North Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you mean Scientology? Yeah, yeah. That my 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 parents were were both in uh, are, are Scientologists and were both. I guess what you would con- consider a, a clerical, uh, right? Within, within they, the but church. they came to it later. I was bo- I was born into Scientology I was, but, while they were working. But they there. came to it later, like they came to it in the seventies. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I think early seventies. Oh yeah. Like, maybe late 60s i'm not i don't know actually but but uh that's where they met that's where they oh met really each other. yeah yeah because i like you know as a guy that does some spiritual searching myself and looks for practical solutions you know in in your life in terms of spirituality where where does that where does that play how does that work for you i mean what are what are the things that get you through the day that are directly related to that well there's a lot of people that ask me about scientology and and um at the end of the day, Scientology is a is a personal thing, right? And and I, the way I personally view it is a uh, is as a uh, pragmatic philosophy, uh-huh. and meaning that that it, it's not necessarily a, a set of beliefs that you go around and 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 try to uh, invest a, a, 
you know uh belief into and hope or whatever it's 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 really something that's that's sort of you know day to day and 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 practical and 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 you know you would go for instance there's a um it's almost set up like a like a university or a, or a college. You go uh-huh. and do courses that that apply to specific fields of life, and 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 that's it. I think that 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 to that extent or degree, you know, it, I, if if it is that, then then the thing that I would usually say is if you're curious about it, then then you should probably look at it for yourself, you right? Know? Because um, you know, as a Scientologist, you you come under uh, a lot of criticism and, and attack, and it and and you are the 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 you know the object of derision, right? And 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 then as on top of that, there's the uh, you know being an actor and and having a, a modicum of success with that, then it just you know compounds it. Ex- it's like, exponential. So right. whatever you know, I mean, it, you but know, these I are don't these care. workshops you've gone to all your life, basically, like at different times. Yeah, and and it is that. I mean, it it, it does astound me. I do have to say the all of what circumambulates. Um, Scientology and what people say who 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 aren't who don't know about it really. I mean, the, you know, who haven't ever read anything right. from Hubbard sure. with you know percentages of your income and and I've heard people say the, their guns in the closet inside the organization <laughs> and all this crazy stuff or this being harassed uh-huh. and all that and it's really I mean just speaking and again from my personal experience it's. It's not true. I mean, it really is. It comes down to reading a book and yeah. applying it to your life. And if it helps, then great. I mean, it's really that simple. It really is. Because I was, I, I mean, I was always wondered because I've, I've met. There was one time where I did a part, a small part in a movie, mm-hmm. and you know, I had like a brief, uh, a brief scene with somebody who I believe is a Scientologist, but you know, I, I don't need to say who it was. But like, I, I felt that that he was looking at me as if I was a problem. <laughs> and and then like I did like some not any real research, but it seems that that some in some of the ways that within the within the literature of Scientology that mm-hmm. you sort of have to protect yourself from people that are insanely negative. So so like I, I uh, so, uh, let me say one thing. I am personally one of the most negative <laughs> persons I have ever met so in it. my life. I get it. I, I mean, am I, I wrong though? Because no, I, I got people, paranoid. I mean, people, anybody, uh, yeah. my Scientologist friends and my people, my friends that are not Scientologists, they, they, it's the thing that it's there. It's known about me. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not. And and no, I. You know, I, again, it's not that. It's it's really. I mean, at the at the end of the day, you know. You're a, you are who you are before you're a Buddhist or a, you know a Christian or mm-hmm. a Scientologist or whatever, and uh, and so people have interpretations of things or whatever that is, and that's and that's that person. It's not Scientology behind them, <laughs> right? But you know, but they, I guess the weird <laughs> thing, I guess the thing that's tricky for people is that you know you hear whatever's true or what isn't true there there are certain political dynamics and certain you know business dynamics and certain cult like dynamics that people hear about and i guess like any other religion there's different cliques and there's different ways that people use it but some things might be going on it's just not going on with you yeah i don't know i mean there you know in in all walks of life you know i think that you have 
uh, you know, in so many, you know, I think I've, I've met, uh, people who, uh, practice, uh, Buddhism, you know, who had some skeletons in the closet. Sure. And it's not, I, it, the, the attribution towards the denomination really, I mean, specifically the, the, my, that's, this is why I say if you're curious about it or, you know, you're, you actually, then I'm afraid to read the book. Well, that's the thing. That's interesting. <laughs> I love that you just said that. Because I don't know what page it happens on. Nothing happens. Yeah. No, I mean, it's really, it's really, I I don't know, you know, there's a, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just literature. It's just, it's, and again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just, it's a practical philosophy. Has there ever been a point in your life where you're like, I'm done with this shit? Um, no, it's, it's not, it's, because it's not for me something that, that is, as regular as that okay you know? and and it's it's almost like it, here's what it is it, it's you know you if you were to read somebody that you like a guy that you respect and had some things to say about sociology or right. about studying uh you know subjects whatever um or about um marriage or right. about communication and all that and and th- there were interesting smart things that you could use in your life sure. and that's really what it is so for instance you know i don't know if you've studied philosophy before a little or, bit or, yeah, yeah sure um, no i'm a curious guy yeah so if you had you know if so if you know totally different but you know uh aristotle might say something that sure. you know that applies to your yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever and then you and that sticks with you and and you and you you're able to use that and sure that's what it is it's a tool yeah and that's it and and, and it really is there's nothing, nothing's going to jump out and worm into itself into your mind and, and you're not going to be hypnotized by, by a bunch of words. On but a there page. are different, like, in, in, like I'm not, in, I'm not in any way defensive or, or prodding. And if I, if no, it becomes... please do. I, I don't have, I have nothing on talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but only because like, um, but I, like you're saying is that, you know, you grew up in it. So you have a different, you have your relationship with it is relatively passive. Uh, uh, right. I mean, cause it seems to me that within any belief system there are fanatics and there are people that are a lot more committed i mean i know t- fanatics with the fucking iphone you know sure. that are like i mean you know what i right. mean i mean i guess it definitely is a different thing but i don't know i mean there are certain things no know, yeah but like Facebook. There, there's different levels of like you know i guess i just i'm coming from a a place of ignorance mm-hmm. in that you know there are different levels of belief there is a, a mythology to it as well that you either can take or leave correct um no yeah i don't know i no i not for me right for me yeah um i guess there are you know there are people who work for the church right and and there are people that don't right and there are people that attend and the the, you know and the classes and Uh do courses yeah and then there's also uh, another factor where there's counseling and all that and and I guess I mean different levels of belief. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, if something is for you personally, if it's you know this black box sitting here, it's a black box, sure. and that's what it is. You yeah. Know? You know, I, I guess you can believe in that, you know. Or not. You but can have different a, levels of that. Right, I don't but know. what you're saying is that there are practical tools, but then there's, you know, the, the, the mythology of aliens, right? I Okay, I, this is another thing, the whole 10% thing, the whole thing. I have never, ever heard of aliens in Scientology. <laughs> yeah, and I've been a Scientologist all my life, and I've done a lot of courses and a lot... <laughs> 
I have never heard of aliens in Scientology. No? Uh, never. No, no please. Well, no, that's not an alien. Okay. No, the... Well, the concept of of a thetan comes from the this notion of what's called theta, okay, right? and that and the idea of a thetan is essentially the the person, it's, right? Right. It's, it's the Scientology term for spirit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. So it's just different language. Yeah. Really about about some of the same things that you know all religions deal with. Exactly. I get it. Uh, you got it. I'm, I'm set. <laughs> I'm all set. You've demystified the whole thing for me. It's just people. It's just people doing a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. It's based, it, you know, it started with a book called Dianetics. Yep. Uh, 1950, and that, that that had some things to say about the mind. And and uh, they're really interesting. I mean, it's really... What did you think of that movie? Um, you know, with with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I thought Joaquin Phoenix was a, a, an amazing performance in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, as I a, don't, I, I mean, I think the Paul, master. Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. I think he's. They were trying to say that it wasn't about Scientology, but come on, I mean, it was. You know, it was what it was, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think it was based on a book that somebody wrote who had a problem with Scientology. Uh huh. And it's from that perspective, and yeah, and that's that, what it was. That's where you see it. Yeah. Well, L. Ron Hubbard was just a guy. Yeah. And uh, and he had his own struggles, of course. And he and, and that's documented within Scientology literature as well. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You know. Again, it just comes back to I. Uh, you know. Uh, he had some interesting things to say that that work for me on a personal level. And yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And is there any way that the the like do, does any of it apply to your acting? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I what guess is the so. idea? The idea of clear. What is that idea? So, um, well, there's a 500 page book on on the idea of clear <laughs> called Dianetics, <laughs> and if you. I mean, it would be hard to to sit down and and, and just, talk about that. You can't summarize that. it for me. No, no God damn I don't it! Think I can't. Come on, Giovanni. No. I'm relying on you to just make it simple, <laughs> so I can just process it and and move along. Because like, because in my mind, you know, like if you're really clear, that would like free well, you up you, to do. Some... You read books, right? Yeah, yeah. I can see what. Yeah, I, I think I might that. even have Dianetics around. Well, what are you doing? Why don't I, you well, I have a lot you, of books. If you, have a, if you want to know what, that's the other thing. I mean, how, how? I mean, if you really do want to know what the idea, you can disagree with it, right? You know, but I that's mean, okay. okay. You're right. I mean, I got to take some time and just get in it. Or, yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's a, probably a synopsis in the book. You know, no, and I am, I you know, I'm just, you know, I'm curious because I fall victim to generalizations. Uh, about it i don't know about it i don't know that i've ever talked to somebody who was who was in it and yeah. i'm a jew uh-huh. i mean that's as strange to some people as 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 anything else yeah sure i but, mean I guess but, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so yeah i mean you know it, it, i think i'm past that thing you know i grew up with people yell literally yelling at me because i was standing outside uh one of the organizations one day right i think and uh a guy rode by on his bicycle and he, and he, you know, hey, do you do that? And then he started screaming at yeah. me. And I, I was just, it was just the most random thing. And then, of course, you know, obviously certain movies like The Master and, 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 um, 
you know, whatever yeah. culture. Um, and again, it comes back to me and looking at something and going, God, I just, I just, that's not my experience with it, with Scientology. It, 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 it you know, it, it's a personal thing. Right. And you feel like, but you feel spiritually grounded in general. There, you have that faith in your life. Uh, n- no, no, uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But that's not f- I mean, no, I think that's just sort of a natural thing with anybody, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I, I mean, I, I I wouldn't associate. I wouldn't. That that's a different conversation than oh, Scientology. Yeah, yeah. It for is. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Your existential discontent. Yeah, right, is a different exactly, conversation. Yeah. Like I said, I'm the most negative person I've ever met. No. <laughs> so what when you say you work with you know you've worked with a lot of directors and obviously that one guy spoke in your head when you were a kid and you know (laughs) but but you know there were like the one performance that that killed me that i found to be like that i can't get out of my fucking head is the gift oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was that sam raimi directed sam raimi yeah yeah and that that character of the guy who like finally loosens his abuse memory and and yeah the rage of that fucking thing i mean you know that was years ago i mean Mm -hmm. i mean about how old are you when you did that role 25 i think 25 years old and and that was uh that was a fucking mind-blowing role oh yeah thanks yeah now, when you do something like that, when you invest those emotions in a character like that, does it? You know, maybe this is a a, 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 a naive question. Does it mm-hmm. fuck your head up? It can, I, you know, because you you do you do um, have to, th- or at the time I was thinking about things. I was I was, um, yeah, and you're dealing with a, with such a, a a difficult subject matter, right? You know, um, and uh, and violent. Yeah. And and I don't know. I look at that and I go, you know, maybe I could have uh maybe it was maybe I went too went too overboard with certain things and and could have been a, a little bit more refined in in the approach. But there was this sort of thing of just being precipitous about it and and just wanting to be completely raw, you know, right. and um, as as just sort of an, an experiment really. Um Is that the rawest you've ever gotten? Ah uh, no, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, uh, I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's the rawest I've ever gotten. But you know, I mean, and then and then there was another movie I did right right after that with uh, Kate Kate Blanchett um, uh, called Heaven, um, and that was a whole different thing. That was uh, a lot more, uh, I guess, reserved, and that was hard. That was. Um, just on a practical level, because uh, you know, it's learning Italian, being in, in in Italy, and having to speak Italian with uh, with you know with an Italian accent and all that, um, and, and there were just the, everything has, um, but that that was probably for me the, the, one of the more difficult uh, things, and 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 psychologically, you know, uh, not on the screen, but just sort of back at the hotel room. How did you how did you approach that? I mean, did you get a dialect dialect coach? Yeah, and I remember. I mean, I I don't I got it was I it was I don't even remember. It was it was it was really uh it was it was hard. I begged I begged I begged to to be in the movie, and I I stalked the director who directed it. Uh, Tom Tickfer. Uh huh. Um, 
And uh, I remember I was doing a press junket for a movie, and then I went to uh, I flew down to Torino where I knew the movie took place, just to sort of. And I didn't have the part, but I just went down there, and coincidentally, I had an email, and I said, "I'm in Torino. I'm in the. I'm in a hotel. Room. Yeah. I'm in Torino." <laughs> In, to the director and he, and I and I really actually didn't know that he was there and he and he said oh I'm in the lobby or something like that yeah. or maybe he was on the phone and 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 then I just came downstairs and it was a total coincidence and then and then after uh several weeks he said okay fine you can you can do this role and it was I and it was a whole nother thing yeah nother and you did, did the relationship that you had built with uh Kate Blanchett and the gift did that help your relationship on that movie no I mean I, there, there was something really uh um there was a lot solitude you know or or uh I was kind of in my own bubble on mm -hmm. the gift mm -hmm. you know uh, really so you're really doing the method thing kind of locked down the method thing I I don't know I, I don't know what I don't know what thing it was is it, it was the Rabisi thing it was but wait, the, was it to maintain the emotional disposition of that character yeah and just to sort of try to you know I I don't know there's a certain sort of fabric there i guess i don't want to sound like a pretentious douchebag but there was a there's a certain sort of uh you know a sort of an i guess an essence or something that you that you focus on you know because you get deep in it man and saving private ryan too i mean that character like what was it like to uh to to deal with that because that crew were you guys close did you build a a unity yeah. well I, I was friends and i had already done several movies with um adam goldberg yeah uh who's a terrific actor and an incredible director. Um, and uh, I'd like to talk to him. I feel oh, like you should, yeah. I feel like we, we, we tweeted at each other or something. Oh, you did? I don't, I've got to, I'd like to get in touch See, with him. See, these are things now that you feel now and that you don't even, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like you tweeted. I, well, I feel like that we've, we've like somehow or another, like I know, I think he wants to do the show or I, you know, he reached out. Or, like, I'm I, sure, yeah, shit, yeah. How's he doing? I think you guys would go, it'd be gangbusters. Uh, he's doing great. He just finished a movie. Um, um, that he directed, that he wrote, called "No Way Jose." Are you in that? Um, no, but I was gonna, I was going to be involved in it um, uh, behind the camera, sort of right. helping get things made, and then, and then, but he went off and, and made the movie, and uh, and uh, it, I think it's going to be great. I don't know. I think they're they're editing right now. Oh man, I got to get in touch with him. Yeah. So you knew Adam, but so, what about the other guys? Yeah, and then you know Vin Diesel and Barry Pepper and um, uh, Jeremy Davies. Yeah. Um, uh, and and I think the, the 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 starkest memories of that film aren't necessarily, um, uh, you know, or the it's it's the boot camp uh, experience that that we talked about so much, um, and then we, we were asked about so much. But it was this thing where I remember being, I remember we were we were uh, Hampstead Heath, we were living in this. Uh, in this field, right. in, in the behind this grove of trees. And uh, they had everything. They were trying to make it as authentic as possible, um, with the you know the canvas tents and and it did nothing but rain. And and I remember um, being we you know I think we were like ten days in, and we had to go get our work permits. 
And, you know, I hadn't slept in three days and my fingers were bleeding and they were pruned and I was starving and smoking <laughs> two packs a day. Oh, and God. You're, you're doing, you know, running 10 miles a day and, and you have 40 pounds of rucksack on your back. And this was at Spielberg's behest that you guys go through this? Yeah, I mean, I think this was the second time it was done. The first time it was uh, on that on, on, on a movie called platoon i could be off about that they, yeah you know but it was a guy and he, he uh, um a guy named dale die uh uh he was a colonel and but in for some reason we were calling him captain dale die um and he, he he kind of had a business out of this you know he's an actor too isn't yeah, he? he's, yeah. A, he's he's a great actor and he's a he's a he's a great person um uh um and so i think he you know he was doing military uh boot camp you know, and he had all different, you know, for all different epochs and, right, you know, right, right. the Roman army and then also whatever. Oh, really? That was yeah. just to get you guys into the place. Yeah. You know, and I remember uh, it was definitely, it was uh, a challenge. And I remember, uh, so they, we had to call each other by our character names. Mm -hmm. And then there was, at the end of the day, there was, uh, I think, a half hour or one hour where we would sit all, we would all sit by the campfire and we wouldn't have to call each other by our character names, and we'd just talk, and it was kind of like this, uh, uh, you know, this, this whatever, counseling, whatever, you right. know, and, and it was- Like a group therapy yeah, thing? Yeah, it was incredible. It was really uh, this sort of bonding experience. Interesting. But I remember we got picked up, they said, they said we, you need to do your paperwork, and, um, you know, they had, uh, you know, Wade and Upham, mm -hmm. and we had to get into a car, and there was a guy who had been on the first five days of the whole thing, and he disappeared. And by that point, you haven't slept; you don't even know who's coming or going. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he suddenly was there, and like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, and then uh, he said, "You should, you have to come with me." Uh huh. So we go around these bushes and we start walking and he starts walking faster and suddenly he starts whispering to us and he says, you know, this is this is abusive. This is horrible. I've talked to production about this and this is, we are going to cease, stop doing this. You guys are actors and this and that. Blah, blah, blah. We were like confused by it. Because I think at that point we, 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 we had invested a sort of like a... a, a um, commit we were committed to it and, right and and we we wanted to see it through you right know, this sort of extreme life this sort of who was this person that was i forget he was a, yeah. he was like a pa or something oh like really that. and he was going through the first five days with us and uh and then suddenly we come to a clearing after the bushes and there's two parked mercedes there yeah with a dri with drivers for us right and it was like what <laughs> What the fuck is this? And suddenly yeah. you're you're coming back to you know you're being stripped of your identity the whole thing. You're coming back, and then I remember I, um, getting in the back of the car, just sort of like being told what to do, and get in the back of the car. And uh, and uh, there was a woman in the passenger side of the front seat, and I, and it was this most startling thing that you know we hadn't seen a, a woman in in 10 days and yeah I, and i remember jeremy and i looked at and we had the same thought we looked at each other and then we talked about it later of course and then of course you know you go back and you eat mcdonald's what and was all the that, thought that it was just like holy shit that's a girl <laughs> um i mean it really does become that primal uh -huh. that, that sort of feral sort of thing like 
Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. go, go. Um, no, and then uh, we we had to go to th- go to the mall, some you know uh, British sort of suburb suburban mall, get our picture taken, and then we snuck in McDonald's, uh, even though we were told specifically go there, take a picture, and come back. And then and then and and that's what that was. And then and but but by the end of it, we, you know, that's I think that's the idea. I remember hearing about boot camp, and um, I don't want to pretend like I know anything about that because we, we had two weeks, and boot camp is I think three months. And, yeah. And and um. But you felt the effect of it stripping away. Yeah, the idea that that you strip away this identity of whoever you are to 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 become something or to be able to be something that is part of a of a of a bigger whole right you know um th- that that can go and accomplish something or whatever that that, that so is. it was effective um yeah i mean i don't I, you know i mean i don't know how effective it, it i don't know uh <laughs> I, I mean well, well no it was effective for the movie and it was an experience that uh, whether it was you know i, I I mean, it was amazing. It was it was something that that changed all of us forever. I think. And uh, and and working with Spielberg was that a highlight of your oh life? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I I th- he's absolutely one of my favorite filmmakers. He he's um. There was I was working with another director uh, who said, you know, well, you know, he's Mozart, and the rest of us are all Salieri's. Uh huh. And um, and. Uh, and it's amazing. Let's talk about having preconceived notions about somebody or mm-hmm. something. You know, this was his third movie that he was doing that year, right? And uh, I think he had Amistad and uh, Jurassic Park uh, before Saving Private Ryan, and uh, and uh, he we were two weeks ahead of schedule on that battle sequence which was taking the beach yeah yeah so that was seven pages or seven and a half pages in the original draft the or the shooting draft of of the script and usually you know one page in a script is is a minute long right i remember i think it i think that sequence is like 27 minutes or something like that that is one of the most insane yeah and he 20 minutes of cinema ever and he but he and you you have you know i think we had three weeks blocked out for it or four weeks and, yeah and he was uh, i remember hearing he was two weeks ahead of schedule usually on a, something like that you're you're double you're halfway through making it and you're you're four weeks behind right you know on something but um he's just he's he, he's you know he's just uh an amazing person and filmmaker and it's just coursing through his body his blood you know and how did he deal with you as an actor like what was his engagement um it it was um it was it there, it there was it wasn't uh, this precious notion that people. I think you know he talks about just hiring people who who know how to, how to do their job, or right? Who are right for their job, right? And I don't think he um, rightfully. I don't think he wanted to get into what somebody's motivation was, right? I think he says you know in order to tell this story, we need to be here, and you need to be looking there, and you need to say this and this whole thing, and. You have to work that out, and I agree with that. I think that's, that's you know he lets people do their jobs. Have you, you know? dealt with directors that don't do that? Um, there are they directors exi- that oh, yeah. will literally come up to your your face and move your chin, uh, you know, fifteen <laughs> degrees to the right, <laughs> and then hold it there, and the, you know, and it become you know, yeah, and, I've worked with people like that. Keep it there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you're just supposed to do, <laughs> say your <laughs> line. You know, to each his own. And and and, and I must say that I I have a I have a certain amount of respect for for that guy as well. Yeah. Um, especially if they're making good movies. <laughs> right, sure. I guess it's a, as long as it's not intrusive and makes you mad. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So now, given that you can go to the depths of darkness, and now, <laughs> you know, now you're in this, this huge comedy, and you've done two comedies with McFarlane, yeah. uh, do, do you approach it differently? Is it a relief? Do you do you like getting laughs? I I I I love Seth MacFarlane. Um, he um, he's just someone that I feel like I connect with and that um I I uh, I can relate to. Um, and he's um, and talk about you know again also you know somebody that I have respect for who's who's wearing so many different hats so masterfully. Yeah. And, and uh, and. Um, yeah, and this was also just that thing where we, you know, where it's like, holy shit, a western going to, you know, going to Santa Fe, yeah, Malibu, and uh, being able to uh, to do that to make a, a western out there on the Bonanza Creek Ranch, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it was really, it was really great. It's a good um, time. Yeah, you know, the first like I didn't see Ted in the theaters, and it's been on cable, okay, and I picked yeah, it up yeah. like I, I I locked in because like I was yeah. like not put off, but I'm like it's about a bear. But then I like, start watching it, and I I spent a lot of time in Boston. Yeah, and I love that that yeah, tone. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I lived there for years. Yeah, and like I watched half of it, you know, I was like, holy shit, it's hilarious. Yeah, I think. <laughs> It's really funny, yeah. It's also um, uh, Alex Sulkin and Wellesley Wild who who are I the just talked to Alex. I just talked. Oh, to you Alex. did. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, uh, there, you know, and I've I've worked with them on other pro, and they're just they're it's the whole team. They're they it's really good storytelling. It's it's not just you know uh, what people sometimes people say fart jokes and things like that. There's layers, you know, to their. To, but you like doing comedy. Shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like doing. I I don't know if I have a caveat in that way as far as genres, or, right. you know. Um, but I I do like to try to do things that, that for me personally on a subjective or existential level might be challenging, and uh, some you know things that I haven't necessarily or for me that I, that I, that I don't feel comfortable in, right? You know? um, and um, and it, it's it's totally selfish. It's not. It has nothing to do with you know. Uh, fucking career move or anything like that you only make decisions it doesn't matter if it's comedy or drama or whatever it's just a matter of whether you're interested in the material yeah, and it, it has a lot to do with the people that are involved which, right which is so important because you go and you you not only are you you uh sort of identifying yourself uh with uh um that person or that cinematographer or whoever it is the the other actor or whatever it's um it's it's living with them uh sure. in, in, for months yeah for months and in, <laughs> in 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 what sometimes is is extremity is is you know relatively speaking sure so. i mean especially if you got to go to boot camp sure yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah all right one let's see one last question that like i don't know if you can field it but i just it just it just uh it just snapped into my head mm -hmm. back to uh the the scientology thing quickly mm -hmm. what is the fundamental problem with psychiatry um it goes back to I think uh, have uh, the history of psychiatry. I think that that um, and I do personally have. Uh, I mean, there's psychiatry and there's psychology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you when you were performing things like lobotomies sure. on people and yeah. saying that's helping them, right? 
by sticking a spike through their eyeball right into their brain and right. moving it around violently right or electric shock treatment sure or even and this is my own personal belief that 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 I share with Scientology I yeah. should say that that Scientology hasn't necessarily influenced me on but pharmaceutical companies um and and pushing drugs and and having chemists and you know I mean I've read so many books on on what they do to market a drug yeah 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 and yeah. and and the effects of certain drugs um and and that it's not the entirety of the practice of psychiatry and psychology right um i think at the end of the day hubbard would say hey if it helps you great uh-huh you know i think it's just it's it's more or less against certain practices that are specific um, in altering the the personality or destroying the mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't see. I, I see somebody who might have a problem, right. and they whether it's you know extreme problems, right. and and it's, and these are these are things that Scientology doesn't deal with and won't even, won't make that pretense, right? But you know, schizophrenia right. or certain things like that, where. Um, I remember, okay, so here I have a personal familial um, uh, example where my uncle uh-huh. uh, in the 1950s was caught in the back of a pickup truck with another man. Mm-hmm. And he, my grandfather, who I never met, uh, on my, this is my mother's side yeah. of the family, um, uh, grabbed him and, and, and dragged him down to a whorehouse uh-huh. and made him fuck a hooker. Right. And after that, he tried to commit suicide. And I guess it was state law in Florida at the time that if you tried to commit suicide, you had you had to have electric shock treatment. Uh huh. And I go, how do you? I, what I what, I don't. And 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 he and I, I I through my mother, you know, she she would tell me things that that he would talk about. I, I think it was several times. Uh huh. And this just just this did not help this person this did not you know take those feelings away i mean you kill so much you know sure that's that's more specifically about it it's, a, it's again it's another large topic and hard to answer within right but the, the basic feeling is is that you should be able to uh at least apply your own um tools or whatever to overcome these what might be thought of as as you know not necessarily uh psychological things that need to be treated per se no i i think that i think that sometimes things need to be treated okay somebody experiences a loss in their life and then they have they're going through a hard time yeah and then their doctor within 10 minutes of meeting the person this is the average of of how long it takes for somebody to be prescribed at one point it was prozac and then mm-hmm. that fell out of fashion and then you know sure um adderall mm-hmm. and, um within 10 minutes the person's taking psych- psychotropic drugs right and there's definitely a part of me that goes well what's the difference oh, the only difference for me personally are you know chemists sitting in a laboratory for years pouring over uh doing experiments and clinical trials with the drugs to make sure that they you know whatever they're they're timed out but as far as difference from cocaine or sure. heroin or, you yeah. know, or other but but a lot of them have the same the same chem- chemical makeup 
And I go, there's got to be a different way to 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 deal uh, or to have this that this person experienced a loss and suddenly they have uh, a chemical imbalance. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. I don't. And and then you go, well, these are multi-billion-dollar industries. I mean, that are looking for Pfizer's thirty-two right, and they're looking for a way in. They're looking for new customers. So there's marketing there. You're right. And and you when you go, oh, I've run businesses before. Sure. And and I. it's a different. It's a different. No, I get it. You know. I get it because, like, look, I'm a guy that's got nervous problems. I got anxiety. I got, you know, other issues. But I don't. I don't like the idea of medication. There's some part of me that thinks, like, well, maybe there's a way to uh, to look at things differently. To to yeah. apply a different discipline to make different choices that'll perhaps, you know, make it uh, manageable. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do have to say, um, and I, this I don't want to sound sound like I'm making a generality. Yes, yeah, some. So, I think we all go through that. Mm-hmm. We experience emotions. We have, we have, uh, we, it's life. It's livingness. Right. And I think that the people, um, a lot of people that I've, that I've talked to who say, oh, well, you know, but sometimes people just can't deal with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I feel like there's, there's a similar sort of thing where it's a justification where that same person has had a drug problem before and they're mm-hmm. trying to find another way to uh to serve that addiction sure. i don't know that was a specific instance no no, but, i know you know, you're saying i mean whatever yeah. it's and again that's a personal view and and i don't have any criticism for for somebody who has the exact opposite view you and know? and how you know, but psychologically you're generally you feel pretty good other than being negative all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no that's the point i don't feel <laughs> but i guess to a greater less degree there's a part of me that's okay with that and not gonna go uh uh you know take lithium yeah you have some self-acceptance around it i don't know <laughs> i don't fucking know <laughs> well you do great work and, oh, it, and i and i appreciate you, you coming here <laughs> that's a that's a part is that a, okay good there we go yeah thank it, you yeah is it i enjoyed talking to you man was yeah. that why you didn't think was that a, a, an awkward closer no 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 <laughs> it's like, well we could say at least he does good work <laughs> Well, that's not, no, that's not true. I think it's like, I, I, I think that it's interesting that, you know, that there's this, you look, we all find some way to, whatever we ground ourselves in is what it is. It doesn't forego any other problems or that life is difficult or that we're negative or anything else. You know, that's just the part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you bring it to your work. I mean, fuck. I mean, there's kind of- I would say that that was a big thing. And I guess that's one of the things that's fall again, falling out of fashion is, you know, funnel that into your creativity. You right. Know? Um, right. or whatever I fight don't the fight know. no no right it's absolutely right man right. <laughs> all right. feel all right yeah thanks man well that's it interesting guy diplomatic around some touchy uh subject matter didn't want to press him wasn't what the interview was about pow i just shit my pants just coffee.coop bobcat goldthwaite's uh Movie is out. People are digging that. I don't know what Def Black is. I'm a little out of sorts because of that. Boomer lives! Boomer lives!